Welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, alongside of Michelle Yu. That way, I'm not sure. I I'm still can't figure this out. But uh, uh, I am the founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. Michelle Yu is the do-all, do-anything in sports uh, and horse racing. And she's amazing. And I'm so glad she's here. And you look all bundled up on this kind of chilly, rainy day here in Southern California. What's happening? I actually, I don't mind chilly rainy days because sweater weather is kind of my jam. I am wearing yeah. sweatpants, though, like underneath I my shirt. Wait, I don't think I can get my leg up. I'm wearing, okay, there are my sweatpants. Yeah. Right, what kind of slippers yeah. are you wearing? I wear these, Um, I think they're called Olakai, and they oh, have okay. like a little fur. I wear and these they... legit every day. Wait, like, wait, wait. So like the back you step down, though? Yeah, it's supposed to. Look, it has oh, a little thing. It's supposed to. Yeah, like oh, it, you can wear it like that, or you just go like that. So it like, and mine's like, you can tell how much I wear it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it. I, well, I went out this morning and we had to do stalls and we were moving babies in and stuff. And it was, I mean, pardon my French, it was pissing rain. It was, so, I, oh, it was I couldn't bad. believe how wet it was. Oh my God, last night, you know, I have my puppies for whatever reason. Now they've on this habit that they want to wake up at 1.30 in the morning. Mm. And they have you had their rain. prostates checked. I don't know. And they hate the rain and they would like go out and then run back and go out and run back yeah. and they wouldn't go to the bathroom. So then it happened again at like three. It was, it, it was just a horrible night. I'm tired. My old dog does that. And I have to close all the doors in my house because uh, if you don't get up and make him go out, then he will like pee in my dressing room. And I'm like, no, 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 dude. Yeah. It's bad news. Well, you look great. What's uh, we have a great guest today. It's going to be Price Bell. Who's a good man. We're going to talk about uh, Mill Ridge. We're going to talk about his, ascendancy into prominence as well as what the what are we talking light about up racing is light up racing that's right he is a part of it i've only kind of just seen it in passing online so i'd love to just hear more about it but basically it is supposed to just get people involved which is obviously what we're all about um yep. especially a younger generation so i can't wait to hear from price you you've it's scratched the surface you've scratched the surface Yes. I'm like, here's the name of what it is. We'll find out more. I have bad news. I looked at this whole part today and I felt really old. Like my like my neck's getting oh. old. Yeah. You look you how you're just do you put stuff on that? No. No. It looks it looks good. It's very well, you're Washa. also much younger than I am. Washa. Uh barely. Washa. It's where you use this like piece of jade and like you put oil on your face and you like oh. do this and it like cleans out your like lymphatic system and it makes your jawline, your look jawline is incredible it's not uh, usually it's just i'm gua shawing and it makes a difference I just haven't even shaved. oh all right let's go three things to <laughs> no one wants to hear this stuff they so. do uh okay you ready for three yeah. things no yes. okay uh, so the first thing of note was this weekend, it was pretty big. It was the Pegasus World Cup. Yes. And I know a lot of people were just kind of like hating on the overall assembled field. But in the beginning of the year, when a lot of horses have gone to stud, you kind of have to see what's left, right? And this is our leaping off point. We've got three big multi-million dollar races, the Pegasus Cup, the Saudi Cup, the Dubai World Cup. Um, and we can kind of see what we've got going on. So the Pegasus did go to National Treasure, but huge run from senior Buscador. Um, I thought it was, I still thought it was a pretty good race. And it had, they had a great turnout on crowd. National Treasure was incredible. Uh, he was incredible in the Preakness last year. He's our Preakness mm -hmm. winner. He was incredible the other day. Kudos to uh, Team SF and 
Starlight and Madikit and Flavian Pratt and Bob Baffert for having that horse. I, they went so fast early. I was shocked when he was able to hold on, especially with Senor Buscador making that big, big run. Um, and uh, I know there's Saudi talk for National Treasury. Have you heard anything on that regards? That is what I've seen, and I think he's going to go straight from Florida. So the, the California flight goes from California, lays up in Florida, and then carries on. So he's already there. So as far as I know, he's staying there and just going to hop the plane over. Fantastic. Good work, every Good work by National Treasure. Has a chance to uh, be a very, very important horse. Look, everyone that wanted to feel like, oh, National Treasure, and like kind of poo-poo him a little bit. Like you said, he won the Preakness. He you also, were always a big fan of I was, National Yeah, Treasure. I've been a huge, yeah, I've been a bandwagon yeah. horse and since he was, he was two. When he debuted, or when he, I don't know if he won his debut or second race or whatever, I remember Baffert saying that was one of his best two-year-olds. Yeah. Well, look um, at, they can look at the rest of the field, right? Archangel's retired, right? Mage won the Derby, never won again. I mean, there's all these horses that like, when you yeah. look at the field of like the Derby and you're like, meh, it's a bunch of like, you meh. know, lackluster horses, like overall, meh. he's the one that came back to win, you know, yeah. another, uh, another big race. And he ran second, in the Breeders' Cup to horse of the year. Yeah, meh. Meh. Uh, right? All right. How Texas horses, Day was good. How many hey. horses can you name me from the Derby field last year? I probably not many, like just on the spot without looking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not many, <laughs> honestly. I can right now. Like also, I'm also I'm on like two hours sleep, so I'm not really uh, focused. Okay, um, Michelle, uh, my I know you're going to talk about other races on that day, but yeah. how was the atmosphere? Because there's a lot of stuff going on on social media about social media influencers. I don't really, to be honest with you, understand the arguments. What what are people upset about? I, okay, so I, first of all, obviously, you guys know I use my Alex Earl light. I'm a huge Alex Earl fan. In fact, last Pegasus, I called Hard Knock. She was what? She's the girlfriend, I think, of Braxton Berrios, yes. who plays yes. for the Dolphins. Yes, yes. yes. Braxton Berrios' girlfriend. Yes. But, yes. like, she dated, like, a, a, a baseball player before that. But okay, like, so what's I, wrong with her? Why are people up in arms? I don't get it. She doesn't know about horse racing. That's what. That's what. That's why people are like, how come you can't? pay the fan to be this or how come you can't pay a big gambler because like i don't want to hate on gamblers but gamblers don't generally have six million followers or right look, well, let's be honest or look she's like hot. Alex, she's or, hot. yes she is i mean when she's she hot. came we were all in the suite and when she came oh god I, seriously i'm gonna go for the misogynistic uh approach here but uh when she came on the tv the whole suite like went whoa hey whoa what's yeah. happening <laughs> well, like, and if you like now i've been a big follow of her for ages last year i called Pete rotundo i'm like hey we got to get alex earl at the pegasus and he's like who's oh, that so that was your and idea she, yeah last year it was so like last year we actually had her at pegasus but she didn't do like nbc because she wasn't she only had like a couple hundred thousand followers right. last year right um but she's actually been like super open <laughs> about like her boob job and following that along and she has terrible terrible like acne and oh. she like turns off her filters and shows like how bad her skin can be. And then like when she's on Accutane, how good it looks. She's so like she's real... actually, yeah. she actually like helps people that have like self-confidence issues. Like look, like if you, like you see her like five years ago, you'd be like, no. Right. Like, and then what crazy. is the problem with, with Dave Portnoy? Like people just don't like Dave, like because of the barstool thing. And like, cause he loves I, it. He's an owner. I, I think I we know. get him on the show. Sure, get him on the show. I honestly don't know a lot about him and why there's hate around him. I mean, he's also he's not a young hot chick, but like 
Somebody does know. the pizza reviews and he does, you know, his bar stool is huge. And, and, you know, he's, I know he's good friends with Bradley Weisbord and I know he owns a really nice Philly and he bets. They have a whole consortium yeah. and everything. So I, I well, think so then he would, if they, if they give him, if they give him the two minutes of fame and put him in a room, they'd be like, Oh, he's already famous. He doesn't need like people just want to hate on everything people that are complaining is my question. That's what I don't understand. The people complaining is like horse racing Twitter who only want I don't know. I don't know what they want. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to like, on I, them listen, because like, I, think, I, I am think globally, them. here's my, here's my 30,000 foot view on that is like, we need all the help we can get right now mm -hmm. to try to grow the game. Whether you believe it's the right way or the wrong way, it's still an attempt to grow the game. It's still an attempt to bring new fans. doesn't mm -hmm. matter if Pegasus people aren't, you know, betting $10,000 while they're there. They're, they're being introduced to horse racing. It's, it's like, it's not, it's it's like any other business. You know, there's a lot of times where I bring people to the racetrack and they don't necessarily invest with little red feather. But you know what? They're there. And who knows what's going to happen down the line? Who knows what's going to happen three years from now when all of a sudden they go, oh, my God, we had that great time at the track. I really wanted to be in a horse. What was that guy's name? Oh, yeah, Billy. Right. All those things matter. And that's what I don't get. Like well, anything we do to get eyes on our sport in mm -hmm. a positive light not a negative light. Let me repeat that. A positive light we should do. Period. End of story. Well, that's, I think the people are just mad because they're like, gamblers are there through thick and thin and we don't get free anything. And you're going to bring what in a girl that's never seen a horse want? race before. Yeah. All right. And pay her to be there, right? When, they, when everyone else had to fork out a couple hundred bucks to be there. But like, that's the price you pay to have someone with a lot of followers or a lot of interest you know, six million right. eyeballs being to the the right. one horse race that she was promoting is big. It's even if good. even if they didn't bet, they might come and that when they're there, they're betting. Believe me, right. I was in the carousel club helping people bet. They didn't know nothing. He yeah. one guy just gave me. He's like a thousand dollars. I'm like, what do you want me to do with it? And he's like, bet it on the longest shot on the board. I'm like, how much nice. how much horse that can win? Wait a second. He was like, <laughs> no, I only big go oh. bigger, go home. And he's just pumping money through the machine. That's awesome. Right? Like, yeah, they just want to play and they just want to have fun and. Like that's it. Some people have disposable income like that. Yep. Some people don't, but like <laughs> you know, wait, if you had fun and comes back again, yeah. I have no wait, point. Wait. Um, there were I know there were some other big races. I don't know if you're gonna get to those. I know we have to get to Price Bell in like five minutes. So is there something uh, so that you I sent him a link so he'll we'll see when he pops up okay. so we can talk that's to how this works. Um okay. so the, the the Pegasus undercard obviously had the Philly and Mare Pegasus race, and then it had the boys Pegasus race, which is also won by a mare. Um, yeah, and there were awesome there were bevy heart. of stakes underneath, but the, the warm heart thing was insane. Ooh. How good is Ryan Moore? I mean, come on, come okay, but here's on. The thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to I'm going to shoot a hole in that. You ready? Okay. You're going to say you're on the best horse. You can do anything. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm like, we already know how good Ryan Moore is. Look, why are we all of a sudden surprised that he gave her that beautiful ride? And I don't think that did not surprise me. No one here goes through on rails. They're always That's like, I'm going to go so wide. If an American based rider was like, I'm on the best horse, they would not think mm, there might be traffic. I don't want to go through there. I'm just going to go around with it. It's going to be clear no matter what. And he was Frankie like, he does it all the time. I disagree. Frankie does it all the time. Pratt does it all the time. The, the best do it. And Ryan Moore is one of the best. So that did not surprise me, but you know, it did surprise me. Hmm. Victor Espinosa aboard Shamu. Well, that that's my next thing right here. It says Shamu. It even <laughs> says 
Shamu. Shamu. How great was that? Oh, well, you weren't even there, were you? I oh, because you were there. in Pegasus. Mm-hmm. Did you get to watch the race live at all? So what we're talking mm-hmm. about is Newgrange, who uh, who was a really good three year old, went oh, through the Price sale. Just jumped in. I'm gonna let oh. Price in, and he's gonna. I'm gonna let Price in and listen to our talk about. Okay, Newgrange. then we'll get to, get to him. So there he Price. is. Hey, pal. Welcome to the show. One second. That's Billy cool. is regaling us with uh, Newgrange. Newgrange info. No, we're gonna get to Price. That was the second second straight win in the San Pasquale. Uh, it was his second win in a row after the San Antonio. Now you say and he, look, he's Dubai bound, but he may run in the Santa Anita handicap March second really? before okay. Dubai. Yeah, so how did? Yes, it's not official. So that's why we're skipping Saudi. Is we're thinking yes. big cap Dubai. Yes, he loves Santa Anita. He's uh, like I think he's five for seven their lifetime, and it's a grade one. It's four hundred thousand. Is the big cap still the big cap? You know. Maybe not, but it's still an important race. It's a great one. It would be nice for his resume. He'd be one of the favorites there. So that's might be where we're pointing New Grange. Price, what's happening? All's good, baby. You look good. I love your backdrop, Billy. That's what I said. I was like, where are you? It smells of rich mahogany. And like, are you sitting on a leather sofa? I am not. I am sitting. You have a whiskey and a cigar next to you? Let's see. We We have bunk beds. This is our little guest house. This is the Kathy Kaler special. Look at the fireplace. Nice. Oh, it's yeah. so cute. Nice. Yeah, it's really cool. So this is my new podcasting location. Uh, where are you, Price? Are you in Kentucky? I am in Kentucky. I'm in Kentucky. I'm in. Uh, I'm at, the, at our office at Mill Ridge, um, oh. which actually was originally was built as my grandmother's office. So I have a great, you know, privilege. To, oh, that's awesome. To, How uh, is the weather? Is it still freezing cold or? No, man, it's actually glorious today. Today's oh, a glorious day in Kentucky. It's like nice and sunny. Um, it's probably 45 degrees or so. Um, nice. I will let you know yeah. my new thing is uh, is golf. I'm really late to the party, like super late. It's taken me 54 years, in fact, to get there. But my son started playing. So now oh, I'm nice. kind of getting into it. And I'm definitely bringing my sticks to, to Lexington when I come in. So if that might nice. interest you. Hey. You're uh, I'm not a golfer, but I play hmm. frisbee golf with your next door neighbor. Um, oh, with Ben? Yeah. You oh he is he's the he's the greatest. I mean frisbee yeah. golf, his hikes. Do you go on those crazy hikes and retreats with him? You know, we have I I I've not, but I would like to. We have <laughs> no, this key don't. differentiator. Oh, we have a key differentiator that's children. Um yes, which like true. um and, and flexibility of schedule. But uh yeah, I understand. No, it's awesome. And, like the one that he and Rob do after september uh yeah it's crazy yeah Yeah. i mean you gotta be in shape i mean all right well let's let's we have so much to talk about and we want to talk about i keep forgetting the name of the thing michelle light up Uh, light up racing light up racing i want to get to light up racing for sure i want to know all about that i want to introduce it to a lot of people before we do that tell people just a little bit about yourself and mill ridge and and you know give us the the 24 cent version of the history of price bell and where you are now wow I, I normally can only do a nickel tour, so you know, twenty four cents like makes it feel like you know extreme. Um, yeah, so I am born uh, and raised here in Lexington, um, and I, uh, you know, I, I left I left Lexington when I was thirteen. I went to boarding school in Connecticut. Um, Why were you sent to boarding next- school? That's a great question. I it's very, so it's very European, though, right? Like it's a it's a positive in Europe, and over here it's a threat. It's yeah. a, it's a, yeah, it's a curiosity. I mean, I was so naive. I thought everyone went to boarding school. So both of my parents had gone to boarding school. My mom was from Eastern Kentucky 
and like her parents like really thought that boarding school was like the way out of Eastern Kentucky. And so that's like, so she went to boarding school and then my dad had gone to boarding school with all of his brothers. Um, so that's just what I thought. So I, away I went. And so, uh, I went to school in the Northeast, which was fascinating, you know, and as my dad, as we talked about, I was like, you know, you may not meet people in the Northeast otherwise, you know, so like to yeah. go up there and it's a totally different what, culture. Was yeah. it more like, was it more like street, uh, I mean, uh, school ties or, um the other one where they stand up on the desk uh what's the movie animal house oh dead no, no dead poets yeah dead poets yes michelle yeah. dead poets society you, it was a little yeah, bit little know, probably a little bit more dead poets but like there weren't uniforms but like oh, okay. it was an interesting play like i mean there are 550 kids there were 150 kids from inner city like newark trenton etc and then there were 150 international kids and then there were like whatever 200 like you know what wasps you know i mean like you're like typical <laughs> like you know what you would think and so i was kind of i mean as a kid from kentucky i was kind of like an outsider to many of those groups you know because i wasn't like you know that you know you know greenwich kind of like you know greenwich right, but you kid. still but you still brought a lot of horse racing in like because you were probably Absolutely. so like on breeders cup day where you did you do what i did and start your own like bookmaking services and watch breeders cup and everybody could bet on it yeah you know i was not that i wasn't quite that entrepreneurial but it did because i was up there or i guess innovative maybe would be this yeah the same. but like we did cool. i did i did you know we got people in trading horses young you know and set up little partnerships to pinhook and things like that so that's awesome um, which is great fun but i got to go to tisnow's uh, breeders cup uh oh. so wins know, it for america? for america absolutely michelle get so, it michelle do the call I can't right now. I'm watching the dead school. <laughs> right, um, you might have to do the call. Yeah, I mean, I like. It's Tisno. Uh, it's Saki. Tisno wins it for America. America. Yeah. I think deeper. I like. I, I like when you go deeper, Michelle. But that's yeah. okay. All right. So, well, tell us just a little bit about yeah. the, your so then, family and what Millridge yeah, is all about. No, absolutely. And I, I guess I segue that because I, I don't know. I I take. Um, I'm very thankful for the perspective, for my perspective, which I think is hoed through, like, through your experiences, right? So, like, uh, Gatewood Bell, who, I don't know if you've interviewed him on this, but he's a great friend, and, you know, we grew up together the same age, and, you know, it, when we were in seventh grade, we asked our parents if we could go to work, and I went to Mill Ridge, and he went to John Bell, you know, and so, but both of us were told by our parents that, like, look, work is a privilege, and if you do not, if you don't treat it as a privilege, then you don't have it anymore. And so we both like entered into a workforce or into the workforce at a very young age. But it, that was how it, we entered it was that it was like a true privilege to be and work with people um, who, you know, uh, who were passionate about, you know, whether it be weed eating, you know, whether it be raising horses, whether, whatever it was. But, you know, it was just like a true privilege to kind of like be part of a family operation and then left, I guess, the industry, if you will, going to high school in Connecticut and then going to uh college in uh tennessee and then i was dating a girl i went to vandy in nashville um, vandy vandy yeah in nashville um and then I, but i was the whole time working with you know horses in the summers i did a summer with clement I, you know i'm doing a breeding season in australia um and i was dating a girl who was investment banking in charlotte and she was a year older than me away she went to Charlotte and you know this was going to be the one as it always is and 
we were really good at long distance and we weren't quite as like copacetic when we were in the same town. Uh, so I found a job in commercial real estate, which I thought was like, I was sold this idea that, um, look, you do property management and leasing, you're a CEO of a $40 million asset and I'll evaluate you on your ability to increase its value. And I was like, well, that sounds really great. Yeah. And so yeah. I did move to Charlotte to do that. Uh, the girl and I stayed together about six weeks while we were in the same town. And then we kind of moved <laughs> on, but I, it was, uh, it's how it was great. I mean, I truly, it was the best, you know, because now I'm in Charlotte, which is a dynamic place and is like yep. where I had been so laser focused on horses. Now I'm like actually in a different space. But I, but what I learned from working with horses, like treating people kindly, being willing to do work, like my last day of work in Charlotte, this happened to me twice, a toilet overflowed and I was like mopping, you know, toilet water. And it happened again when I moved to Nashville and like some power management lease. He was like, that was my tell, you know. There you um, go. You knew. Yeah. What exactly. drew you back? What drew you back into the into the horses? Uh, you know, there was a stage. So I moved to Nashville and I was really passionate about and I'm very passionate about like neighborhood development, neighborhoods, engagement. And I always felt like um you know, we my our family has farmed this land since like the mid-1800s, predominantly cattle, corn, tobacco. And then my grandmother started our farm in 1962. Um, her father uh, was Hal Price Heedley, who was instrumental in the founding of Keeneland. Um, and he, uh, she had been in Houston, moved with her family, which was my dad, Heedley. My, uh, oh, this is wrong. You, you switching us? Yeah, I'm nervous. I'm learning how to use this. No, you're doing great. All right, so this is all new to us. This whole video thing. This, this is our oh, first year of this. This is only our third podcast with video. So, I, I love it. Michelle's promised the skinny filter, so I'm guessing that happens in like. You look great. Post. Yeah, you look great. What are you talking about? Wait, I want to go back. Tell me, yeah, say yeah. the thing that you said about Keeneland again. So, uh, my great grandfather was named Hal Price Heedley, um, and he was instrumental in the founding of Keeneland in 1936. They opened the doors. Amazing. Um, I, you know, it's it's not, uh, yes, it is absolutely, whoa. Good amazing. job, Michelle. Yeah, yes. now he's big. <laughs> we thought maybe when you were talking about stuff, you would be big and then we would come in, you know what I mean? <laughs> I like it. I like yep. it. Now you're just gone, I, you know. Oh, we're here. Don't worry. Cool. Michelle, come, get us but, back in. So, in 1936, you think about it, you're in the middle of like, you know, the depression. And what's what's yes. remarkable is the local racetrack had gone out of business in 27. So before the crash or no, 28, I guess the crash is in 29. So the Kentucky Association track actually goes out of business before the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. um, and then they, you know, the breeders of Kentucky or of Lexington area were like, man, this is the center of the breeding industry. We need to create a model racetrack. And so they banded together and how price Heedley and a number of others went around and they raised, I think they need to raise a million dollars. And they went to, um, so in the Whitney family and they were like, that's a great idea. You should, I'll give you a million dollars. And they were like, no, it won't work unless many people contribute to this cause. And so they got a thousand dollars from a thousand people instead of getting like, you know, the one. Oh, right. from the that's like a little red feather partnership. Yeah, exactly. And then you spread the buy-in, right? Like, I mean, at the end of the day, you you got more right. advocates. And so, but each, I mean, they went race to race in the beginning and calculated handle to see if they could fund the purses for the next day, you know, wow. to think like what 
Keeneland is today cool. versus how it was started was that. Well, yeah, you brought my grandmother was he's he's, like, he's running the place right now, basically. I yeah. Mean, Absolutely. Now, what, what is there? There's a there's a big family tree here because how yeah. what are all the relations? Because you've said a couple names and I know Gatewood and yeah. you. I, I I get lost. I get lost. Yeah. Help us. Hold on, I'm gonna write this down. Yeah, Michelle, make the fa- make the yeah. Bell family tree. There's a lot yeah. of stuff. So I, I guess so. There was the Bells of the Bell family came from Pennsylvania. There were two Bell men, Reynolds, which would be my grandfather, and yeah. John Bell, which would be Gatewood's grandfather. They okay. each married Kentucky girls. Um, my grandfather married my my grandmother Alice Headley. They go to Houston. And then John Bell marries Jessica Gay, um, who actually, which I, I do love uh, telling, sharing this part because I love both Brett and Tyler, but they're yes. cousins and they would have met at a family reunion. Yeah. What? No, it's true. It's like, yeah. Tyler Taylor and Brett are cousins? That's impossible. Yeah, Tyler Jones. Yeah, they were Tyler yeah, Jones. Tyler Bell. Yeah, she Tyler was Tyler Bell. Bell. She is, I call her Tyler Taylor because sometimes I say her name wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, Within like, yeah, they're both like Tyler's and Gaywood's grandmother, Jessica Gay, is a cousin related to uh, Brett's mother's family. That is this is like this would be like Kentucky, a version of Dynasty. Exactly. Remember Dynasty? Exactly. Did I outdate? Did I just date myself? No, you're. I remember Michelle. Dynasty. Okay, are you sure? All right, I know <laughs> Michelle Price. I know how Michelle has questions, and we want to get to this thing you're doing. So yeah, quickly. No, the shortest family tree ever i'm only one line in oh sorry do you want to keep going yeah i Go. mean so then simply like my grandmother has uh four children my aunt tish is not you know active in racing she has my uncle mike was a trainer forever um okay. worked with uh frank whiteley actually oh, mike ruffian. ruffian exactly yeah and yeah. and so, i mean and mike like that he was her groom when she was laid to rest in the wow. belmont uh infield he jumped down into the grave with her to straighten her blanket and halter so before they- i read oh, that in I, my book ruffian i have the chills the yeah no i mean he's yeah, ruffian burning from the start jane schwartz oh man yeah no and he's as good he's as good a person and you know trainer and horseman as exists and then my uncle reynolds and my dad are both uh bloodstock agents and you know both run and operated our family farm mill ridge and then Uh-oh. On the John Bell side, you had Johnny Bell, who was a right. trainer for a number of years. You had Benny Bell, who was uh, started uh, Benny Bell Williams Advertising. Um, wow. Joe Brown Nicholson, uh, who's a, a good Joe to know. I think that was his tagline for insurance. A good, good man Joe to know. Good Joe yeah. to know. Yeah. What does he, he sell? <laughs> What's that? He sure. sells he sell insurance. That tagline? Yeah, I think I think that that was his tagline. I think that that was like in the Blood Wars Forever. It was like it's a, he's a good Joe to know or something like that. Um, and then Jimmy uh, Gatewood's dad ran uh, yeah John Bell Farm and then yep. Dolphin. And so we had him started. on our pod right be- right um, right before the Derby uh, oh, when wow. when uh, the big gray horse was in that. Oh, that little essential quality. Yeah, just no, yeah. That's that, that, that. Okay, I feel so good. I know the whole. I'm good now. <laughs> yeah, now you have it. Now, now you have, have it. Now we're at price. So now we okay. get. Oh price. man. Yeah. Now absolutely. I've gotten the price. So price. What is your current writ, uh, role at Millridge? Uh, general manager. So would run kind of the day to day operations of the farm with the team, with my in- incredible team, and we stretch people who've been here for forty years and people who've been here for a year. We actually just had a lunch before this for 
uh, a guy who's been with us 15 years and his family all came to lunch. And in the, I didn't know this in the, I guess in the Mexican culture, your quince, your 15 year mm-hmm. birthday is a big, like kind of like yes, debutante, I guess. Yeah. What's that? It's a, called a quinceanera. Yeah. It'd be like yeah. the equivalent of our sweet 16s in America. Yeah. I, I love that. And my, uh, yeah. So that we, when I learned that, that, and Jose, someone had made a joke, like we should make a uh, statue for Jose at being here for 15 years. So I was like, well, let's have a party. So anyway, his whole family came. Out. So that's what oh, I'm, that's awesome. Really and fun. you throw great parties, by the way. Well, I've been to the you. opening day or the opening day Keeneland party. That is amazing with yeah. those tacos. Are we doing yeah. that again? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to okay. be the 20th though. April 20th. April 20th. Okay. I know. And and by the way, just so everybody knows, if you haven't been to Millridge and, you know, listen, with all due respect, it's a big farm, but it's not uh, as compared to some of these other Goliaths. Commercial. Yeah. Conglomerate. It is so beautiful. The trees, the, 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 it is. I put up a picture of it when we were talking about uh, it earlier, but I don't know if it showed or not. It didn't work. No, it didn't work. It didn't work. All right, Michelle. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, We're very, Look, we're very privileged. And I mean, we're just stewards of those who've come before us and, you know, hope that we can continue on going forward. You know? I do want to add to that. If you guys are in the neighborhood and you don't want to just call Price up on his cell phone like I do, um, you guys are a part of the Bluegrass Tours, right? So people can right. join the tours and come to Mill Ridge. Absolutely. So we started, a number of us started a nonprofit called Visit Horse Country or Horse Country Inc. We're almost uh, 10 years old. Uh, a great director, Hallie Hardy, who was at Godolphin for a number of years, runs it now. Um, and so we'll, we do tours. We do tours every day. There's a Currently, there are 25 people driving around the farm getting a tour. In fact, we are the number two thing to do uh, on TripAdvisor travel rated reviews in Lexington. So What's the number wow. one? It's got to be Maker's Mark, right? No. So that's, that is in... It's not in, oh, yeah. in Bardstown. I can't remember what town. Yeah. Laredo. Uh, Maker's Mark's in Laredo. Yeah, that's true. Um, but we'll have we'll have eight thousand people come through the farm this year, um, and so we feed, wow. we give them carrots to feed to horses, and that's why we have a carrot on the hat. Um, oh, and is that a, a carrot? Yeah, yeah I've been wait. Price promised me and send me that hat. Oh, it's I haven't still sent hasn't been sent to me. Ugh. Wait, Sorry. what's on the back? Is your name on the back or something? Uh-huh. Is it- yeah, it says Millridge on the back, and it's a carrot. Oh, that's so nice. I and, love and it because that- it's a carrot. Yeah. That's the yeah. John Sheriff's hat, right? That he wears every single day of his life. No, he uh, he did. Yeah, he used to wear a Millridge hat uh, right. when Giacomo right. won the Derby. It was amazing. Right. I mean, like my grandmother was just such a, you know, she was an incredible person, an incredible like uh, friend of so many. I mean, we had look. I mean, we were, we've had the privilege to raise thirty-seven Grade One winners since two thousand, um, wow. and we would average less than a hundred foals a year during that time. So, you know, that's a, that's, we're very proud of. And I mean, that's a real number because of that. It's your land. It's your people who take your horse every day. And it's your incredible clients that give you the privilege to work with their horses. So, so yeah. So John trained Giacomo and sweet Catamine, you know, sweet Catamine is always my go-to when people are like, do you know if horses are going to win? And she was like, she just breathed different air from the beginning. Yeah. 2004 Lone Star. Hello. Yeah. Oh. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You remember your anniversary this year. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, we were coming down the escalator as Julio Canani was coming back yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sorry, John didn't train. Julio trained Catamine. Yeah. Uh, uh, John trained Life is uh, Life is Sweet. Yes. Uh, her full sister. Uh, uh, who actually John was the first to introduce me. You were the first to open my eyes on video. Right. And that whole program. 
but then John on YouTube has an incredible, when it went to Zenyatta craze, he was yeah. doing a lot of videos for YouTube on Zenyatta and he did one for life is sweet and life is sweet used to only eat laying down. So like deep in the, oh. like in the gallows of YouTube is a, the sweetest video of life is sweet. And John would like get her like her own special like feed tub and he'd slide it over to her and he should be sitting down and she'd eat and he'd be kind of like rubbing on her. That's just awesome. Like, so, yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's like Michelle does that. Ryan Hansen does that for Michelle. Michelle lays down and Ryan pets her and feeds her. It's pretty special. It's pretty special. All right. Uh, Price Bell joining us. We're going to talk about light up. Yes. Light I want to talk up, about light up racing. Oh. Yeah. Yes. What is this thing? I have no like idea. You don't, like you don't have enough things to do. You know, it's a great, it's a great question. And like, so I, I introduced it and tell the story, like um, what was happening in Australia. So Australian racing um, is very similar to America. You got five or seven states. Ben, Ben, you can bring Ben on to correct me on all my Australian racing facts. So, you know, he got me into cricket, by the way. It's the best, isn't it? Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Okay, His sorry. passion for it is so good. And yeah, that makes great. it contagious. Wild. Um, but so in, in Australia, they had a lot of, uh, they had a lot of challenges in public perception, right? Like we can look at Australian racing and be like, they've got great syndicates. They've got great yep. purses. They've got really safe races. They have, a, they swim on the beach with their horses. Like, it's just amazing. Um, yeah. but they also had like major anti-racing people who were speaking out, um, passionately against racing. Um, mm. and that passionate audience, um, was uninformed, you know, and they were uninformed, but it just was like, and there was no one in Australia kind of like re re responding with fact, you know, like, you know, yeah. all horses die on the racetrack. Well, actually, no, they don't. Most horses don't die, you know, et cetera. But the anti-racing people had gotten to the point where they were buying billboards at Melbourne cup. So to put wow. the Melbourne Cup in perspective, it's the race that stops the nation. Like it's a yeah. national holiday across Australia for people to take half day off of work. And in Victoria, people take the whole day off work. And so here you had this national holiday and the anti-racing people were, you know, their their voice was getting louder about the uh, the about the badness of racing. Sure. Um, and all that badness is really not not founded in fact, but in myth and just in like, you know, just in like the scare tactics a of perception, a lot of a lot of perception. Exactly. Exactly. So this woman, uh, Vicki Leonard, started a, a nonprofit called Kick Up for Racing, and it was to address the anti-racing people to kind of like, you know, to let people know what the facts are, to arm an army of people with the facts, you know, a volunteer army, because at the end of the day, I think. Uh, I'll speak for myself. If you hear something from a number of your friends or peers, it resonates more than if I hear from an institution. Right? Sure. So like, you know, um, am I less likely to smoke a cigarette because the FDA says it I shouldn't? Or is it because all these friends have like said, oh, it'll cause lung cancer. I probably, unless my friends, then I, maybe the FDA, maybe that's a bad example. But I guess my point is that like our, you know, can, when when just the jockey club stands up by themselves or just, you know, first racing or just any industry group and says, you know, actually our, you know, our breakdown rate has gotten to this number per thousand, it can become very muted or because it's not right. amplified by others right. and you don't see it over and over again. So kick up, kick up for Racing was started to first, you know, gather the facts. So, you know, all peer-reviewed scientific data on what is the truth of racing how many breakdowns why horses you know break down on the one stage the other stage is like people are like oh you shouldn't race two-year-olds but in fact you should race two-year-olds like it's better for bone development yeah so there's just a lot of these perception things that um that 
we are trying to that they identified and that we are taking that same kind of playbook messaging we're trying to get our correct truthful messaging out there absolutely and i got it fundamentally it exists like the aap has a lot of this information the grace and jockey research you know so we're trying to gather that information we've got an incredible team of veterinarians who are sifting through trying to answer these you know first 12 big questions you know they're about halfway through so the one stage, the did i miss it you might you cut out for a second no no what are the 12 questions or do i don't i don't remember them off the top of my head okay. i've been on the in the <laughs> swim lanes I, that's not my swim lane that's like okay. a, a vicky so we've engaged vicky to help us kind of bring kick up racing to australia so oh vicky, i get it okay and she's running with the uh uh, Dr. Jeff Burke, Dr. Wayne McElwraith, and Emma, whose name I hate to Good always people. forget, but she yep. runs the Gluck Center here in Lexington. So those okay. three are gathering, addressing what has been identified as kind of like our the 12 kind of first questions. And then from there, we'll have a website that gathers that information. But most importantly, we'll be, um, you know, we've had 400 or 500 people so far sign up for Light Up Racing. And we're going to make a big push of getting people to sign up. Um, so what is signing up? It means it means giving us your email. What will then happen is we're going to have a survey done, a very simple survey. It'll say, what do you what do you like doing with racing? What are you involved in, et cetera? So we can start to figure out who our audience is. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to, you know, we're going to hold a couple of like, um, I wouldn't call them town halls, but like educational events around first, what was happening in Australia and what did KickUp do to address it? And then secondly, uh, Vicky has given a number of presentations like, how do I talk to my friends about horse racing? You know, um, I think that there was times, there are times and have been times where like something happens and your friends are like, wow, you know, this is so terrible. And you're like, well, no, it's not because of this. And if we aren't armed with the facts and like understanding how to like kind of like as a single unit sing from the same sheet music, that'd be the objective. So we're going to have these. We'll go oh. for it. Sorry. Interesting. No, I I know, Michelle, and I know you have a question, but I'm kind of thinking out loud here as Price is talking about this. When you talk about these, maybe these in-person events or whatever you were saying, are we inviting the detractors to these events to get messaging? Or are we just inviting kind of horse racing fans that want more information? Maybe not just fans, but maybe fans and people on the fence, which are the the biggest group, right? You're never going to, I feel like we're not going to change the minds of the PETA people. But there's right. a big group of I don't cares. I'm on the fence, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So you know, so I think I don't know. Like I wouldn't say that our like distribution channel would include like taking out a billboard and being like, "Hey, sign up and come to this event." But it's like if you're a member of you know, Toba, NTRA, the you know CT, you know, in California, in Florida, in in mm-hmm. here in Lexington, yeah. there's a farm managers club. Like, hey. Anyone who is in this industry implying its trade, um, here's an opportunity to learn about how we're out promoting it, how we're out, I said promoting, but like talking about it. Um, yeah, and it is the promotion. Second- it's, it's, it's in its way. It's, it's a marketing strategy that is, the interesting thing is that you're not affiliated necessarily with mm-hmm. the racetracks or with the jockey club or with the TOC, you know, you're kind of, it's kind of an independent group of horse racing enthusiasts and professionals that want to just spread the word. Is that semi-accurate? Absolutely. Absolutely. And in a way, I think like filling the gaps within each of those spaces, because it's not that, it's not that, you know, they're not trying, 
you know, and I don't, I'm not here to critique right. that like they're not doing this or not doing that. It's more like it's impossible for an institution, I believe, to do this effectively, you know, okay. to like get and just because there's I don't, they're doing a lot of other things, you know, and I think this is a, a very necessary thing to be doing. So in my observation, another kind of use case that they've had success with in Australia is, you know, they've those that are really passionate about disseminating, you know, the information just about like engaging with it are all kind of connected on a WhatsApp group. And Vicky oh. had me join this WhatsApp group for Melbourne Cup. And I just watched, you know, it kind of transpire in the conversation that was happening and it was like, you know, where, um, you know, a horse was pulled up in the Melbourne Cup. I mean, there are 40 horses that run. And right. it was like, where, where's that horse? Oh, that horse is trained by, I, it may or may not whoever have been trained was, by Swaller, right. whoever it was, Tom yeah. Smith, yeah, um, who's actually uh, Gay Waterhouse's uh, grandfather. So it's not <laughs> Tom Smith. Family yeah. tree. <laughs> Joe Jones, how about that? <laughs> so anyway, it's trained by that person. Yeah, it's trained by that person. Oh, you know, so and so works for that person. Let's get a vid, let's get a fit or a photo of the horse picking grass. You know, he just had heat exhaustion, like he's out, he's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, so like oftentimes right now, like we all have cameras in our pocket, but also like when they go on the backside, there's no to the general public, they don't know what's happened to them. You know, so right. and it's not something that the I think there's some race. people who've done that. I've seen like Tom Amos do that on occasion. Right. Like if a horse gets pulled, like he'll I go try back and do there. that. If someone like here saying like, "Oh, I can't find yeah. this horse," you know, I can't find this horse. I'll walk back there. I'll call the trainer and be like, "Hey, can you just send a picture of this horse, like a you know proof of life?" Right. Yeah. Right. We call and, it and all the using, time. And price, we're using kind of social media channels for this kind of Absolutely. amplification. Absolutely. Okay. Exactly. So Michelle's like the one person army, but with this, with this. When we're working well, we'll be able to take Michelle's photo of that horse and we'll be able to push it across more people. Okay. Know, I mean, more retweets, more like face, you know, more Facebook, more just like conversation around, oh, here, this horse is very happy afterwards to dispel any myths or, you know, uncertainties about it. And, and you said nonprofit, yes? Yeah, absolutely. And actually, so two things, I'll, I'll jump to one other thing. So like there is a, a, a diva star in Australia named Delta Goodrum. She'd be like Mariah Carey. And so she goes racing and uh, anti-racing people are like, I can't believe you're talking about racing. You know, it's so bad. Right. And right. she reaches out to um, uh, a friend of hers who's in racing. I think it was Vin Cox, who then lets Vicky know that there's chatter going on on Delta's feed about this being bad. Um, yeah. And so the kick-up crew jumped in and was like, actually, racing doesn't kill people or horses, right? Racing yeah. does this. This is the good. This is how many, this is how many homes. Yeah. This is what right. all the career, et cetera all these different things. That's great. So it actually turns the negative that was just kind of festering unattended mm -hmm. on Delta Goodrum's, you know, comment section to a real positive. So now mm -hmm. Delta's going out to do, you know, going to a farm and showing like where horses come from as foals and all these different things. And, and it was very real oh to me. Oh my gosh, you an influencer that's actually doing good for racing. We just talked about that before you jumped on. Yeah. About how people are up in arms about using influencers. Like that's, that's why they're called influencers. Well, absolutely. And, and I also think they oftentimes bring a fresh perspective, you know, sure. like I'm going to racing and I like doing this and I'm going to wear this. And, but well, I feel like we've kind of, we've walked them down a, a plank almost to where if we don't support them, you know, if we, if we don't become a PR opportunity, we are a PR liability, right? Yeah. So if like anti-racing people who are uninformed jump into their comments and give them negative feedback, well, they're not going to do it again. 
And so I think that there's just this opportunity. And again, it is grassroots. It is like, because we're all looking at different channels. We're all consuming different content, horse-related and non-horse-related. Thus, our, as we see something or, you know, retweet it, repost it, what have you, it kind of spreads the truth. Again, it's, it has to be based in science. It has to be like, it's not, we're. Yeah, I think it has to be very factual or else there's going to be no, uh, you won't get the critical mass because no one will believe it, right? If it's, if one thing is proven false, it, it, it ruins the whole thing. On the same, on the same token, then like, if there is something that's like negative, we almost have to show it if it's brought up to be like, you know, yeah, like, I feel like a really good example that has been Echo Zulu throughout the entire, um, you know, Breeders' Cup scenario, right? Where she was injured and they have like followed her and they have kept us updated and she had to be moved to a clinic and, you know, she's still not out of the woods and we're still following her. And like, we're like, look, this is still not like a hundred percent, but like, here she is and here's what she's doing. I I feel like we still have to update with things like that. Absolutely. And that gets to like educating people, you Mm -hmm. know, I think like it's about the education of blood supply to extremities, you know, like, I mean, it's about like, it's, it is about that education is about bringing people in and helping people care. And because I think we, we wake up every day and do whatever we can for horses. I know Michelle does. I know Billy, you do like, and yet I think we constantly are like fighting questioning, but it's like, no, like we are trying, you know, and we have to like allow ourselves to be vulnerable to, to that. And then like push out like that, like, this is why we believe what we do is right. You know, this is like, yeah. I believe turning horses out at nighttime is the right thing to do so they can run and play. Mm-hmm. Right. Does a horse break its leg sometimes in the field? Yes. You know, yes. it happens, right. you know, it, but horses are herd animals, etc. So we have yeah. to address these things and be proud of them about why we do them. And if we do them and we're not proud of it, maybe it questions why we do it and we do something different. You know, to great point, and I like the perspective yeah. point. How would this work um, in in face of of tragedy? Let's you know, we had some obviously some terrible breakdowns this summer, um, specifically at Saratoga, and I don't, I don't like to bring it up, but I already get sick to my stomach even yeah. thinking about it. But one of the things that horse racing over the years has not been good at is dealing with these kinds of things from a from a marketing standpoint. And marketing might not be the right word, but when something tragic happens. How do we come together and get behind it? And how does then light up racing fit into that uh, place? You know, it's a it's a great question, and you know, I I think that it just has to be done the way that we do it with our family. You know, I mean, right? Like, I'm sure that like your family was like, how can you do? It? I mean, because yeah, you know, we there's still thousands of other horses that need to be taken care of. You know, like what Mel did the next day, like she still had a barn full of horses. Like, you know, I mean, and I'm not, I guess that it's like, I I don't know, I guess if we do a good enough job showing our empathy or showing our sadness, you know, because it's so hard. Um, Mm -hmm. And that in the Mel example, I might think about like, I mean, the way, the way Sean Clancy covered it with Brendan Walsh, like Mm -hmm. his article, I think he actually wanted a clips on it was like, so beautiful and breathtaking, you know, like yeah. just captured like the moment that I felt. So like, again, I'm not the storyteller to tell that story, but I do think that we, you have to recognize, you have to recognize that it hurts and that like, we love these horses and be okay with that. You yep. know? Um, so I guess, I guess my question and then, then is like, cause pro- listen, I don't even know how it works. I mean, I guess who had the Naira or if it's first or whoever, wherever something happens, they make a statement and then what could like, 
uh, Light Up Racing maybe gets in communicado with them and, and you guys start talking and, hey, let us do this. We'd like to send this. Is that the kind of, am I imagining this, how it's working the right way? Or I, I, I just I think so, but I also hope it's more a little bit more organic in essence, yes. right? You know, it's like this, you know, and maybe I'd use the example and, and that's such an, the most important example, but also the hardest. I guess I'd use maybe an, an example like take Derby Week, right? Like Derby Week was all about the breakdowns Derby Week. And the yep. breakdowns became a number instead of just horses, right? So like maybe kind of – but the other thing that happened Derby Week that got buried was we scratched the Derby favorite that morning. Mm -hmm. You know, Forte was scratched that morning, which we yeah. easily forget. And why was he scratched? Well, he had like all horses competing on that day. You have this veterinary scrutiny. You have this. You have this. Right. You know, so – I mean, so instead of it being like, hey, he was scratched. Oh my gosh. It's like, it's because these protocols and this is what we're seeing and this is helping. Exactly. Yeah. You know, was so then by telling that piece of the story, when it happens with a male, which is an extreme, you hopefully more people understand all the screenings, all that has happened, all that has been done to try and prevent it. Like yep. you're not going to prevent them all. But if we are more unified, like not united, but just do a better job sharing all that goes into it, hopefully we have a better, um, I don't know, our voices yep. more resonates. Oh, I, I get it. I get it. The the one thing I, I know we want to wrap up, but one one thing I think, you know, how are we formed? Are we a nonprofit? I, I think a big customer for, for us as we start is the mid 20 year old who is thinking about entering the sport. You know, someone who's thinking about choosing it as a career path. Um, that's not me. I'm like probably now re, not retrainable. Like, you know, yeah. like, I'm like, I'm going to be a pasture off track thoroughbred. Like I'm a pasture <laughs> pet. I'm not, I'm certainly not a new vocations candidate. And so, but like, but there are people who are passionate about horses starting their careers. Right. And I believe, and I think we maybe recognize it. They're very under, you know, they feel very voiceless right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they're asked to yeah. have their voice represented by this group, that group, et cetera. And so how do we create an organization where their voice, like they're the customer? You know, so yep. at, we are not we're housed by a community foundation, but we aren't actually incorporated yet because okay. the goal here is to go from now through the triple crown. Right. Mm -hmm. So fun now, educate now. We're going to get through the triple crown. We've got a little bit of a break in July where we're going to learn what worked, what didn't work, where we need to pivot, what we need to do. And then we're going to go press to Breeders' Cup, you know, and then we'll let the dust set on them and be like, OK. This needs to be a 501c3. It needs to be a C6. Right. It needs to be whatever it needs to be. It needs to have this a number of elected board members, this number of what have you. Like, and so instead of trying to like in a perfect world, we're going to create a platform and organization that is reactive to what we learn after we launch, as opposed to trying to create the perfect structure and entity. We're going to try and be reactive to what works, what doesn't work. And honestly, I hope that. I'm not sitting here this time next year. I hope it is like, you know, I hope that we can kind of catalyze something and then it takes a very proud life on its own, you know, awesome. um, very organic too. And I think, I think uh, people to also talk to our aftercare organizations because oh. um, all those stories are so great. But um, well, I know what, what can Michelle and I do? What, what do people like us do for um, this good, you know, good cause? Sign up for light up racing. And again, it's been, it's been, uh, how do the you next do that? month we'll start to, the, the the next month we'll really start to ramp up you know okay. so sign up and then we'll send a survey fill out the survey send to your you know your your groups and encourage people to sign up yeah your constituents um and then 
uh, Vicky comes to Kentucky, and and I also appreciate that. Like too often, I think our sport feels uh, from the outside very Kentucky centric. You know, it's yep. like oh, this happens in Kentucky, but this is not intended to be that way. The the challenges is more logistics. Um, so yep. hopefully, we can utilize Zoom, which I know we're all zoomed out, but like we're gonna have in person presentations, conversations in Kentucky. We're gonna do Zoom. Will be recorded. And then they'll be distributed and then we'll keep that, you know, kind of going. Um, yeah. So it's very cool. simple. And light then up racing, we, lightupforracing.com. Is that the that's place? It. it is lightupracing.com and the hashtag is lightupforracing. Okay. Oh, very cool. Awesome. My man, always good Thank to you. have you on. Thank you for, Thank for spreading the good word. And we appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you this spring when I'm back in Kentucky. And uh, of course, let us know if there's anything else uh, we can do to help. But we appreciate you. I appreciate you all. You all all just really you bang the drum for all the good of racing. And just uh, it's awesome. So thank you very much. We're trying, my man. That's Price Bell here from uh, Mill Ridge and from Light Up for Racing and from Michelle Dead Poets Society. Which we I, this about. is what I was trying to show yeah. earlier, and it which didn't work. So now I show it now. Which which one do you think, think price is? I think price is like right here. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. yeah. kind of in the background. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, the, the, wait, that's oh captain, my captain. That's the oh captain scene, right? That's right. That oh, uh, in my school, it was co-ed, and we didn't have to wear uniforms, so that was like a key difference there. That's, <laughs> that's big. That's big for you. Congratulations. Yeah, that's big for me. All right, get the heck out of here. Go do some work. Right. Thank you, Price. We're Thank you. Oh, wait, before we leave him, oh, Price, yeah. real quick. Yeah. Because I do like my full patrol. What do you think about oh. your first Aloha West babies? Oh, I'm really excited. I'm really yeah. excited. Like, you know, I mean, yes, we all love foals. And yes, the dream. I mean, we're in the business of selling dreams, right? And if you don't wake up every day and dream what each foal could become, you wouldn't be in it very long. But I'm really excited. So That's he's awesome. beautiful. And I think the horse has a big shot. And Aloha West himself has become like the most handsome horse. Um, he's really let down a beautiful horse. So anyway, oh. y'all come oh. see him in, uh, in April. So yeah, yeah, yeah. For no, sure. I'm for sure. And Oscar performance is doing He's really well doing too. He's killing it, yeah. right? Very proud I was of him. A big fan of that horse on the racetrack, and I'm I'm a big fan of the Ammerman. So, wow, they're the uh, best. Good, they're people. the best. You know, uh, but yeah, I mean, Tumba Rumba over the weekend, one for Lynch. Yeah, that was huge. Uh, the the Hooper. Well, hey there. Hey, that's Spencer. He just What's joins Spencer? our pod every once in a while. As he should. What's up, Spence? He's leaving. Um, but I mean, that race, Tumbarama's race was like why we love racing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes like you get like when horses throw down and you're like, just like, this is, they're doing this for themselves. And we hope that we've nurtured a horse to get to that stage. I mean, when it all comes together, it's the best elixir in the world. So. Yep. Sure is. We'll see it. We'll love see it, Keeneland, my friend. Thanks. Can't wait. Thanks, Thank you all for the opportunity. Thank you, Price, right. so much. Right. Price here on the owner's box. We kicked him out. Michelle, good Good try with all the graphics. It was really nice. I think we're getting better and better I'm and better. better. No, we're getting I, better. I, we can, I have to, we yeah, actually, I have to. We could actually show, like, I wonder if yes, you could get a whole, I wanted to do it like this, where, like, instead he of was you big. us. Yeah, where he was big and we were small. Yeah, so it's supposed to be, though, like, I, it's supposed to be who's talking, I felt like. But maybe that's Zoom. Maybe it didn't work. We'll, have to, we'll do some research on that. Oh, hey, well, now we're both giant. What too big, too big. Um, so, okay. so I was going to tell you though. Um, oh no, I lost my train of thought. Um, great guest, by the way. Good job. And I Price think, and I, I, think, and I hope so everything works. Official you know, I was asking some questions just because I didn't really grasp like 
you know, a lot of times when you're making statements about things, you got to be also be a little careful. You know, mm-hmm. like if something happens at Santa Anita, like First Racing is going to respond to that, or we hope they are. So that's why I was kind of a little bit confused on how this is going to work. But I think it's just messaging, 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 positive messaging, and education, which Educational. is always important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So good job, good job. Thanks. What do we got coming up? Well, I've got, wait, I've got some more like kind of just things for us to chat about. I know like okay. we didn't, okay, is it okay? It's only been like 56 minutes. So it'll be the longest show ever. But go ahead. No one cares. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we all know Churchill kind of like kicked out Bob for another, oh, right. yes. you know, indeterminate amount of time. Um, yeah. No owners opted to move their horses to a different trainer by this week in order like to be point eligible. I like it it too. I like it. They don't care, you know, and, and, you know, listen, this was a bad situation. I don't think, I think Bob, if, you know, if, if you had a lie detector desk, he'd say he probably didn't handle it great. Um, but he stood his ground and he cared about, you know, his legacy and his reputation. And he believed something Churchill Mm -hmm. Downs. They have every right to do what they did, but like at some point now, Bob has dropped the lawsuit. That's done. I think a Churchill needs to wake up because truth be told for, for insiders. Now the rest of the world who watches the Kentucky Derby and bets on it that day, they don't give a shit that Bob Baffert's horses aren't there. Right. But you're talking mm-hmm. about Nisos and Winstock and, and the, 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 oh, uh, and all these horses that are like, if they're not in the Derby and it looks like they won't be in the Derby, is it really the Kentucky Derby? I mean, for us that are in, I'll, it, I'm not going to put an asterisk by it, but it's kind of sucks. Yeah. I gotta be honest. I hope, I hope, here's my hope. I hope that something happens that cooler heads prevail and that somehow Churchill says, you know what, Bob, we appreciate what you've done. We've seen what the owners have done. We're, we're, you've, you've served your time. Let's fucking go. That's what I hope. But okay. I don't think so that's um, mine. That's just now, me talking. How do yeah, you feel? I, I, well, I mean, I I feel the same way. I think that what he served his time and transferred horses when he had to and everything, and now it was supposed to be. It's like you 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 went to jail and you did all of your jail time, and then on your day that you're supposed to be let out, they're like, never mind, you got to stay in. Well, how much? Yeah. Are you? I don't know. Just for well, now. Yeah, it's. I think it's it not fair. It's not a good. It's not a good look. You know, it's just not a good look. At the, and we have so many, we have so many issues in our in our sport as it is. To have this is just, and and that's what people are going to talk about. Like, why yeah. they're just giving Bob more attention, right? Right? Because mm-hmm. that's I guarantee you, Derby. By the way, I couldn't even name one other horse than Bob's horses on the Derby Trail right now. I don't think. And fierceness. I'm fierceness. Okay, fierceness. Yeah, he won the Breeders' Cup. Name. Okay, who's running in the the Southwest? Oh, there's like 27 horses in the yeah. Southwest. Who's in it? I was going to, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> exactly. Bob's running, running a horse in the Southwest. And this is our job. Oh, Phil Mott has that horse I like, though. Resilient. Yeah, He's running in the Southwest. This is our job. All right. What else I are mean, we going to talk about? Good okay, topic. So yeah, the, the Derby Trail is is underway this weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With, with the Holy Bull and the Bob Lewis. Yep. Southwest coming up. Um, okay, I thought this was really cool. This is my last thing. Okay. Um, we all know how amazing Justify was as a sire last year, mm-hmm. especially. Uh, Coolmore is actually doing four f- breeds that they're giving away to oh. Justify. 
So okay. if you bred to Corniche, to Epicenter, to Jack Christopher, or to Tis the Law, or you're breeding to him this year, every mare you breed, basically your name gets put into a hat, and they're going to breed, or they're going to grab one name from each stallion's oh, pool cool. and give you a nomination to justify. Very cool. How cool very is cool. that? That's very cool. I think that's neat. Um, yeah. And just for full patrol, first fools to Bayid, Mystic Guide, Happy Saver, Speakers Corner, Modonigal, and Keep Me in Mind. I like Baid. I love Baid. Love yeah. Baid. He was. All right, what's uh? Don't we have to give Stella. Santa Anita a quick plug? Yes. So Santa Anita, like Pretty I mentioned, rough. we do have the Bob Lewis coming up. That is this Saturday, um, and we are actually going to be moving first post a little bit early because we're going to have a ten race card on Saturday. So first right. post twelve fifteen for Saturday rather than twelve thirty. So keep know. that in mind. Um, we're also going to be having the Coast to Coast Pick Five of the All Turf Pick Three. Um, we're going to be having, I don't know, we're having on track actually, but 10 of 10 recommend coming by if you're in the neighborhood. <laughs> what about free admission Fridays? You know what? I, do we still do Are free admission Fridays? I'm so glad. It says that right here on my little notes, free admission Fridays. Free admission Fridays. Oh every yeah. Friday, every Friday, free admission, free admission parking, $3 beers and $5 margaritas. I like, I like $3 beers. I like it. Uh, so, yes, recommend coming out. We have racing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, of course, that Bob Lewis uh, Stakes Day, a big day on Saturday. There's also the Thunder Road that day, which I think should be yeah. a pretty good race. Really and, good. yeah, there's the uh, the Closing Remarks race. What is it? The, the Megahertz? Megahertz. 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 Um, yep. Good day racing at San Diego on Saturday. Let's yeah, hope no rain. The rain is done. It's not raining it anymore. Like, well, hold on. I live a mile from San Anita. Okay, hold on, everybody. This is going to be okay. very critical. Well, I mean, we are shooting this on. What day is this? We're Thursday, it's Thursday right now. Day. It's done raining right now. Michelle, you are a treat. Thank you to Price Bell. Thank you to all our sponsors. We are part of the In the Money Media Network, and we will hopefully do another fun-filled hour-long show next week. Michelle. 101, baby. Bye. <laughs>